Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) That was terrible. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are happy to bring Valerie Wilson into the show. Before we bring Valerie in, let's check in with Brad and Eric and see what's happening in their neck of the woods. Uh, Eric, what's going on? Hey, uh, not much here. You know, same old, same old, quieting down a little bit, which is kind of nice that I'm not like crazy busy. So we have, uh, as I, I think I mentioned to you guys before, tomorrow, uh, I'm meeting up with Todd Gockley, friend who we had on on the podcast so uh, he's going to be here this weekend. Uh, and so that'll be fun. We're going to have a hopefully have a fun weekend. But I noticed on the weather that now that you guys are getting some wind and storms headed your way, aren't you? Some. We've had minimum 40 to 50 mile an hour upwards of, I saw a news story earlier, there was a hundred mile gust that were that was blowing semis over, you know, uh, on the freeway. Brad, wow. uh, what about you up there? Are you guys getting any of this winds? Because it's crazy here. Oh yeah. It was like, it was like, between 50 and 70 miles an hour most of the day it's calmed down now but i had some technical issues uh earlier in the day i got home and i didn't have any internet i'm like oh crap you know we've got a show tonight and here i am no internet what's happened so i go out check the satellite it is turned completely like (laughs) 180 degrees not 180 like uh 45 degrees from where it's supposed to be pointing at so i got i got my ladder out and i got her straightened up and i'm good to go so is the wind sweeping down the plains it's Uh, it's all calmed down now but man it was it was brutal earlier today but it uh, was brutal all the entire day it was today i was thinking about the show uh all day today because uh, it really this was really kind of my first idea was to have people kind of tell the same story uh i don't know if you you remember us talking about it it was at first we were going to have people back kind of back to back or on together telling the same story because a lot of this we're not going very far back on today's show because these guys are young but uh you know from 25 30 years ago a lot of it's wrong we can't remember a lot of it we've mixed stuff up in our heads we you know we've 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 discovered this as we go along but but today's show you know we get to uh to hear the other version of the story yeah so if you recall there's we've we've done that a couple times now so we've had stories uh with um uh mary julian and myself yeah. that we both had different recollections and the same thing with <laughs> michael holland and the the and you as well brad and when we talked about the stories we all remember something a little bit different uh from those stories so it helps to have that either the uh, reaffirming what happened or or like nope that's not what really happened and completely change and and fix uh and um come up with the the correct storyline yeah, you get a different perspective and and it brings out different different aspects of the story. So we're yeah. I mean I'm I'm looking forward to it today. Yeah, pe- people trying to tell or catch me up on my stories is that everybody everybody that I was around me, we were all drunk and passed out at the same time. So there's <laughs> there's no correcting my story cuz we were all out. <laughs> but um well hey, let's bring uh, Valerie Joy Wilson in before we get to this triple incident. Let's uh, let's just have a quick chat with Valerie and, and welcome to the show and give us an idea of your background and how you came uh, on the ships. 
Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. I mean, welcome get this taken care of. Yeah, I'm very excited because now that I've been off ships, it feels like I get to kind of relive it a little bit, either through my friends and ship family or here. So that's very exciting. I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Then I moved to Florida for a while. I kind of stumbled my way onto cruise ships with somebody that I met on board ships as a guest. So that was really exciting and. Now that I've been off ships for over a year, I'm an insurance broker at home, dog mom life. <laughs> now, was this uh, so when you met someone that you pointed out to you a second ago, was this you were a guest and you met another guest, or was this you were a guest on your first cruise and this was a crew member? Yeah. So I had been on one carnival ship when I was probably 15 or 16. And then I moved down to Florida when I was 19. My parents followed me down in 20. 16, I want to say, yeah, 2016. And then we celebrated my mom and sister's birthday on board the Norwegian Pearl, February 2017, right before I hit a dry dock. You know, I loved it. I had a lot of fun. It was endless drinks, <laughs> bottomless drinks. I was 21, 22 then. I'm not exactly sure. I happened to see somebody that had a little American flag badge on his ID. I spotted him in the crowd. And I was like, oh, this cruise ship thing is fun. I had already traveled, been an au pair, studied abroad in Costa Rica, in Spain, Italy. So I wanted to get more of that travel, right? And so I saw this American and I asked him a ton of questions and I just got his Facebook. He was working as a photographer, got his Facebook, saw him one more time, just said hi to him on the ship. And then later on, I just messaged him on Facebook. Hey, how can you help me get a, a job on cruise ships? I really want to work on cruise ships. He was, you know, doing cabin parties, but he'd still answer my call on the ship's Wi-Fi, which I found so awesome and amazing. <laughs> he ended up telling me he was, you know, hanging out with a girl that he really liked. And I just kept calling him and he wasted all his internet data with me in a Taco Bell drive through telling him that I needed to get a job on cruise ships. And I was living in Spain at the time after I had, he had told me, you need to apply for Park West Gallery, right? You need to work with oh, the art gallery. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Park yeah, West. Yeah. I know I'll name drop that, but I'm not gonna I won't say anything. But if you really <laughs> need to apply for Mark Park West, you know, looks great. I'm gonna apply for Park West. He had already gotten an offer from Park West. I applied and applied and applied and nobody was contacting me. This American girl who was a realtor before living in Spain, I could not get anybody to call me back. He ended up giving me one of the recruiter's emails. And the next day I essentially had a job and was going to training in November of 2017. So so that's when you got on the ships was 2017? Wait, so let's just tell everybody in case they don't know, Park West is an art auctioneer company. And most people will know, but just to, just to clear that for our one listener. <laughs> So, so this was 2017 when you got on the ship? Yep. I, that was your I first joined. Ship? Yeah. It was essentially this time four years ago. Yeah. Right. Four years ago. Wow. Four that's so, that's so new. Ship. Now, let me, let me, uh, I'm sorry, but I have to go back to the American on the, on the ship when you met him <laughs> on the ship. So was there anything, did you guys hang out on the, on the cruise or? No, we had like a maybe five minute conversation. I asked for his Facebook cause I wanted to work on cruise ships. I thought it might be fun. Oh, I got okay. his Facebook and just kept harassing him. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't a cool story. No, okay. no, I didn't hang out with okay. crew members at all. I I did not hang out with the crew members at all while I was a guest on board. No, I just talked to a lot of them, but okay. nothing. Well, that's cool. Cool. Awesome. So that was 2017. So how was it like coming onto the ship, that whole ship life in your cab? And where were you, uh, my, when, you when you got on the ship? Was this Florida? My very first ship or when I was a guest mm -hmm. on the Pearl? For, no, first ship. First no. ship. Okay. So my first ship after my art gallery training, 
I was actually sent out to the Grand Princess, good old Ooh. classic Grand Princess out of San Francisco, California, which for me yeah. was really exciting because I've never been to California. So out of all the American ships, everyone was getting sent to, you know, Miami. I had already lived in Florida. I was like, okay, I guess I could be out of Miami. That'd be fine. But no, I was out of San Francisco. So we went under the Golden Gate Bridge as my yeah. very first ship. Oh, wow. That sailing under the Golden Gate Bridge and out of the Bay Area is just spectacular. It's so beautiful. I absolutely loved it. I only did it once on a repositioning, but it was really cool to do. And the Grand Princess was yeah. Princess, right? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was princess yeah, it's ship. Princess. Yeah. yeah Eric yeah. Uh, yeah. over here, he's uh, he's uh, retired from Princess. Like, yeah. would you say 20 years or something? Or I spent almost 20 years, not on board a uh, shoreside, and I left in 2019. It's only been a couple of years. Yeah, I left in 2019. And Park West, you know, we had, you know, I worked closely with the people that work closely with Park West uh, with the Art Auctioneer program. So I knew the Shoreside people, but obviously you were hired directly by Park West and it wasn't Princess. So we didn't get a chance to do your schedules. Or, or <laughs> yeah, hire. I wasn't with Park West yeah. uh, that, that long. Okay. My last ship was the Ruby Princess. I can talk more about that right before the quarantine. Yeah. But I do love Princess. You know, Princess is the one cruise line. I don't know if I can say this here, but uh, Princess is the cruise line that you can get away with murder. Some of those other ones. Really? Yeah, Some I want to hear more. Yeah. We need to hear that because we, we, uh, I think there was one or two uh, people that got away with murder on, on, yeah. yeah. It wasn't well, me. Yeah, I yeah. did. <laughs> oh, well, holy cow. So, well, let's just jump right into your story and let's get with some stories because this is, this is going to be good. My name is Valerie Wilson and this is my ship story. Uh, back in 2017, I joined the Grand Princess and what a grand ship that was after being in two weeks of training, you know, going on board, pulling up to that beautiful ship in San Francisco. Did I get a good taste of ship life in the first day? I had never been worked so hard after already two weeks of not sleeping, but that's not even to start with that. The biggest thing with the Grand, I have so many memories to me. My first ship, you know, will always be my favorite ship. But I just needed to, you know, talk about my best friend that I met on board. Her name is Michael. I met her in the Park West training. She ended up joining me about four months into that contract as another associate on board. And right when I was being transferred to Independence of the Seas after being on board for a few months, we were in Maui, Hawaii, and we have this great, you know, sarcastic sense of humor. We were always the two American girls, like laughing together, being together. We were like two little minions running around the ship. Everyone always asking us, like, why are you guys having so much fun while you're working? Like, we want to <laughs> hang out with, with you girls. You girls look so much fun. It ended up that while we were in Maui, Hawaii, you know, tendered in, we're walking around, going to the art galleries there, having a bunch of fun. We walk past a tattoo place and we both just stare at each other and with a little smile, we both knew right away, tattoo, do we do it? So we went in, we got our tattoos, we get back on board, we show everybody. We're so proud of our tattoos and nobody thinks that they're real. They totally think that they're fake tattoos, but we actually did get real tattoos. So that's a great memory for me of my very first ship. I was so waiting what, for like they spelled something wrong. Or something. Right. <laughs> so what did you get and where did you get it? So I just got as a Florida girl, cruise ship girl. I did not get an anchor. I did not <laughs> get a wheel, but I did get a palm tree. It's really small on my ankle. And she got a, ooh, she'll be mad if I say this wrong. Either, a, I want to say a moon. She got a moon on her ankle. 
but they're so small and they looked fake. So everybody did think we were lying when we came back with these tattoos, but it's a great memory for me on board my first cruise ship. And so here's the thing again, for being the former recruiting uh, director of recruitment tattoos, (laughs) you're not supposed to have visible tattoos. Although so many people have them nowadays, and it's so common that I think they've probably changed that rule. But previously, we couldn't hire people if they had a visible tattoo. They'd have to cover it up. Yeah, I got in trouble on Norwegian because <laughs> I have another one that says Pura Vida on my foot. Oh, yeah. And I wore high heels with dresses uh-huh. and I never, I refused to cover it up. Yeah. So I just said, sorry, I couldn't. I said, yeah. you're... <laughs> Did you get but in yeah, trouble? Like, you get a, did you get like a warning or something? Or? No, no. I'll move on then, I guess, to when I worked with Nina. Oh, okay. oh here we or, go. Or maybe yeah. maybe before Nina. Okay, I guess I should start off with before Nina. I was transferred from the Grand then to Independent of the Seas. Okay, and then I started a new contract. This was a record low contract. I was on board for three weeks. <laughs> That's a very well, how, short how was it going from Princess to Royal Caribbean? Like, what was that? Was there, what was the big difference? You know, Princess being very relaxed relaxed, you know, kind of getting away, doing whatever you want. And Royal Caribbean, there's someone always watching you. Like your boss's 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 boss is watching you. If you hide in the back in an elevator eating a sandwich, they will find you and they will tell your boss within five minutes. We ruined it for so many people. (laughs) (laughs) We took the stairs, we took the passenger elevators, we uh, ate in the ate and drank in the in the elevators. We yeah, we we probably Uh, speak for yourself. I did not do those things. (laughs) Neither did I. I. No, I was a uh, well-behaved purser. Well, for the most part. I don't like to take elevators. I, I, I n- never did. I don't feel comfortable in them. And uh, so I, I was I was good. I was like, yeah, stairs for me. I love it. Yeah. No, the thing with the elevators, you're stuck in there with a guest. So oh, yeah. That's why I didn't take elevators. I always took the <laughs> stairs. We had and I'll have to get Greg Lobono. Now you've been called out, bro. I'm gonna have to get Greg on here and tell you a couple of stories of of us that would buy, uh, you know, we, we go to Spencer Gifts in Bayside and buy, buy a remote control fart machine. And we put it in the trash bin in the elevator. And we took turns just sitting in there, hitting the button and going like in the passenger elevator. And, oh, and then we graduated from that to uh, monster t- remote control monster trucks. But that's another story. Let's get back to Valerie. So wait, Valerie, are you... Uh, um, are you are you forgetting the Ruby Princess that all of the getting away with murder on there before we go into Royal Caribbean? No, no. Royal Caribbean or Ruby Princess is something totally different because that's the ship I was on when I found out about coronavirus. So okay. that for the very end. OK, uh, but uh. this was when I was still with, you know, art. I was still working art. I was having fun, but I was not having the best managers, just not overall best team that I had on board. But we were in the Norwegian Ford, so I can't complain. Right. And I happened to be at the back deck on Royal Caribbean back deck, um, had a few drinks, maybe more than a few. I don't, and I was used to princess, you know, like you could go out every night, everyone, including the safety officer was in the, the bar with you. <laughs> and, um, so I was leaving back deck. I remember one of the ice skaters coming, telling me that he should walk me back to my cabin. And I said, no, like, you don't need to walk me back to my cabin. I'll be fine. Please don't. And I pushed him back out back. And then I walked down the stairs, you know, it's a massive ship. So it's like a mile to my cabin. While I'm walking back, I ran into security and they asked me, where's your cabin? I said, I don't know where my cabin is. I remember that specifically. I don't know where my cabin 
cabin. Well, what do you mean? If you don't know where your cabin is, you're clearly very drunk and we're going to have to take you to medical. Get in the wheelchair now. So I had to get in a what? wheelchair. <laughs> oh my gosh. Down the I-95. And it was so embarrassing <laughs> because I was just thinking the whole time, like, wow, this is what babies feel like. Like I'm being pushed like I am a baby. Get and in the wheelchair. all I want to do is go to my cabin. And they were like, well, you told us you didn't know where your cabin was. The only reason I said that is because I didn't want them to follow me and then try to breathalyze me. So I thought, you know, I could get away with it. Like, oh, I don't know where my cabin is. Don't mind me. I'm just like going on a walk. But then they ended up, you know, making me go get breathalyzed. And they took me back to my cabin. Four hours later, they woke me up to get breathalyzed again. Uh, the limit is 0.03, 0.04. And I blew one over that. So then the next day in Italy, I got a nice uh, flight home. So Whoa. That is, I, was, I, I mean, that's. <laughs> That but was that's my how real. <laughs> that's outrageous to me that like you're not hurting anybody, you're not making an incident, you're just walking back to your cabin and you get breathalyzed. I mean, it's just such a waste of of like resources and a cost to s- send you home because mm-hmm. I mean, you're just walking back drunk to your cabin. I mean, that that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, it was really bad. And even my manager tried sticking up for me. Like, you know, maybe she was just lost. Don't like let her go. She was just saying she didn't know where her cabin was uh, because she was lost. Maybe she was trying to go to a guy's cabin. I was not trying to go to a guy's cabin. I was trying to go back to my own cabin, which I knew where that was, but I didn't want them to take me there. Right, right. Oh, man. That's so wild. I, I, I'm curious how that whole thing played down. Get in the wheelchair. Did they have a wheelchair on hand there or did they are like don't move let's go get a wheelchair or they did they sit you in the wheelchair (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh so it was like right at the stairs between kind of like a guest area and the 95 or whatever it's called they were at like a security station it was like part of the security team station so there was four or five of them you know and i had built the trust on my short time on board ships you could trust the crew members whether it was security or someone else so i kind of was joking with them like, what do you mean where's my cabin it's over there it's like way down there half a mile i'm gonna keep walking they're like no you need to tell us where, where you're going uh and i wouldn't tell them i don't know it's down the hall over here i'm gonna have to find it yeah then they just like whipped a wheelchair out i think one of them like went while we were talking and then came back with it sit down I said I don't want to sit in it I said I have legs I can walk and they're like no you need to sit down in the wheelchair and they pushed me to my cabin and that was a very funny feeling being in a wheelchair for so no reason wild. was a very funny feeling oh, all right all right folks listen closely if you're if you're currently working on Royal Caribbean Royal. or whoever um if somebody pulls out a wheelchair run the other way <laughs> if you see a wheelchair run yeah. the other way yeah Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. That's well, did you do anything fun in the wheelchair? Woo, king of the world, or, or nothing, or just I think I was so shocked that I was in a wheelchair because I had never been in one in my life. So like this, I was just thinking about being in a stroller. I'm like, so this really is like being a little kid in a stroller. And what, and what happened like the next morning? Did they wake you up? You fail the breathalyzer and they're like, sorry, you're out of here. Pack your bags. Like you have 30 minutes and you got to, you know, be on the gangway or how's that go down? Yeah, it went down exactly like that. Literally exactly. So you've heard it before. Yeah. They woke me up. I think it was like 7 a.m. It was really early because it wasn't even much time of sleeping. I, my roommate was somewhere else. So I was sharing cabins at that time. They banged on my door. I didn't have clothes on. So I had to try to get up from the top bunk put clothes on, brush my teeth really quick, hope that that would help some in any way, shape or form. I don't think it did. Then yeah, I had to go be breathalyzed and then like 
two hours later, they're like, okay, captain's hearing, you're going to have to leave. Man. So did you have a hearing with the captain? Okay. I've been on a lot of ships and I've had to go to multiple (laughs) hearings. So that particular (laughs) one, yes. I want to say, I don't know if it was the captain, but I think. Yeah. Normally it has to to be that. Normally it's the captain that has to actually formally um, basically kick you off the ship. It's always, I mean, generally what I've always seen, it's, it's a captain's hearing. So that, yeah, you have to go in front of the captain. So um, let's let's back up here, Miss Valerie. So uh, there's been a lot of meetings. So tell us about the other meetings and maybe in short what those meetings were and how many. So uh, let me ask you this. How many times have you been written up? I can say okay. me, probably once a contract for like nine years and two captain hearings. Two official captain hearings. I don't can't speak on the other ones. I feel like I've been in a lot of rooms with a lot, a lot of stripes. Not in a good way. <laughs> Not in a good way. Um, yeah, I remember being with the auctioneer and the security officer and obviously some of the other higher up officers. And I remember my manager really sticking up for me. Like we need her. She's doing a really good job. She didn't have to work for eight more hours that to this day, please just let her stay. And they're like, no, the the proof is in the pudding here. Her breathalyzer, (laughs) her breathalyzer shows otherwise we can't have her here. 0.01 over. That's crazy. Well, let me, so, so talking about all of these, uh, you know, mornings or getting in trouble stuff. Do you ever hook up with a passenger? No, I won't lie. I never did, actually. I might seem like I would have, but no, I, <laughs> okay. I definitely okay. haven't. No, I think there's plenty of crew members. You know, when you're on a ship of, you know, over a thousand crew, you're yeah. fine. Well, so sticking That's with true. that, where's the where's the uh, craziest place that you did it on a ship? Uh, the bow on probably Freedom of the Seas. It might have been Freedom. No deck tin lockers or anything? Or- I mean, a gallery locker. That's not crazy. That's no. Okay. But the bow of the ship, you have like, unless it's hidden somewhere, like the 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 bridge, bridge is watching you can all see out to the there, bow or was it, it under something uh, yeah the way the career is set up is uh-huh. it's like kind of under there's a front part and then a right. back part of it like under it right okay there's probably cameras i don't know yeah well probably nowadays was. yeah <laughs> anyway somebody got a good show well awesome <laughs> well hey, let's move on to another story what you got let's go okay let's go. all right nina yeah. here we go Let's uh, hear how you guys met and and um, all that. I don't know how I met Nina, probably in the, the crew bar. I can't tell you how I met Nina, but I will say with Nina, she is the brightest sunshine of light. She's one of those people that you can truly just connect with. So creative, uplifting, spiritual, just an amazing person. I actually just saw her a few weeks ago. I say it was like a month ago now. She was in Cape Canaveral on the escape right before their first passenger ship. I thought she was going to be getting off the ship. I had happened to be going to the space center that day. I made my boyfriend drive an extra hour just so I could go see her. And she was on the bow of the ship. I was FaceTiming her. We got to virtually see each other, which was kind of a lot of fun. I didn't get to go on the escape, but that would have been really cool. And speaking of meeting people, Joe, who got me on board ships, I just hung out with him. He rent, He has a van with his girlfriend. They came to my place this weekend. So I hadn't seen him since I met him for five minutes on the Norwegian Pearl in 2017. And then he was just sleeping on my living room floor like two days ago. Wow. That's awesome. Cool. That's fantastic. Really cool. yeah. get, the, yeah. get those guys in and uh, we need them on our show as well. Very, yeah, we had a lot of fun, but really good to have those types of friends in your life. In regards to Nina, we met on a ship <laughs> somewhere, you know, uh, I had 
a lot of friends on that ship. That was a smaller ship, so it was easier to get to know people. So were you also an uh, art associate on, on the Norwegian ship as well? At that time, I had switched. This was my second ship as a shopping guide. Oh, okay. Oh, I was a shopping guide, yeah. Okay. So at that time, I was a shopping guide. I had just been switched from Alaska season to the Caribbean. Three and four day cruises out of Miami. My mom dropped me off at the port. I was on that ship about six weeks. The incident that Nina's talking about, we did go out to dinner. We went and had sushi. We had some drinks. We went to some of the crew bars uh, or we went to some of the guest bars. And then we finished with the crew bars. We had a really good time. I only split up with her. I went with one of our friends. It was her birthday and her picture was on the birthday board outside the mess. So I went to go take her picture with her in front of the mess. And this is a very important detail because as soon as I take her picture, we walked down the hall and I said, Hey girl, I got to go to the bathroom. I go to walk into the bathroom. I was distracted talking to her. I walked into the men's bathroom instead of the woman's bathroom. Oops. <laughs> and it happened to be the manager who I was with. This girl I was with, her manager was in the bathroom peeing. And I did not care. I said, hey, are you coming to go party with your team member? It's her birthday. And he didn't like that at all. So the next morning, he went and said that I harassed him. I'm assuming like sexually harassed him. What? Told him that I was making fun of him in the bathroom. And I didn't, I was like, wait. Wait, what? No, I went into the bathroom, but I didn't, I didn't do anything. <laughs> All I said was, are you coming to a party with your team? And they're like, no, you told him he was a bad manager and he should feel bad and all these things. Wow. When all I did was open the door, I saw him and I was like, oh, you coming to party? He said, no, I was like, all right, bye. Shut the door, go into my bathroom. You should have um, went and got him a wheelchair. <laughs> that one I should have, could have, would have. But no, then I happened to get called to security and I thought, well, that's weird. Why am I being called to security? I mean, I had quite a few drinks last night, but I didn't cause any trouble. I go down there, I run into Nina and that's when I did say, hey, Nina, did you get called to security? Like, I don't think we acted too crazy, but we were in a lot of guest areas. So maybe that caused a problem no I don't know I don't know what would have happened and then I found out after that I did blow like right below the limit because it was in the morning so I didn't blow before above it but I did not get fired from that ship I happened to be leaving that ship two days anyway so it seemed I was afraid I was going to get fired but I was already leaving the ship anyway so but, so I remember Nina mentioning something about a stripper pole uh, yeah on that <laughs> night <Okay. laughs> and where is there a stripper pole on a cruise ship or is it a random pole? It was on the 95. Uh, it wasn't a pole. It was like a thing that they tied a cart rack to. Oh, yeah. And I never thought I was a stripper. I've never pretended <laughs> to be a stripper, but we definitely danced around a pole, not on a pole. Maybe like there, like that. So I just okay. really quick question, a little sidebar here. So I know that on Royal ships, the main crew hallway is called I-95, which is obviously the big highway in, you know, all along Florida, mm -hmm. all the way up to this eastern you know, New York, but uh, is it called the same at, at NCL? Because I know Princess actually calls it the M1, which is a re referral, refers to the British highway. Every other, every ship is I-95. Okay, I'm getting them confused because I did work on Pride of America and they call that 88 or some American oh. highway. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, Princess is the only one that calls it M4. So that's why okay. I've been forgetting what it's oh. actually called because on Princess it's M4, but I've only worked on. Why does nobody have ships. one called Route 66? I mean, that's what it is. Route 66 on Pride. <laughs> oh, of for America. real? Okay. Oh. Yes. There you go. Well, hey. okay. Yeah, there you go. So you worked on NCL as a shopping. It seems like you got to work on a lot of different cruise lines, a lot of different ships, which is pretty interesting. So you get to see the different brands and the different ships. 
Um, do you, before we get into maybe your, your next story, do you have a, a preference for any specific brand or ship? Oh, it's a princess. I'm very <laughs> started with princess. I ended with princess. To go on as a guest, probably Royal Caribbean or Nor Norwegian. To work as crew, definitely princess for me. Yeah, I, I found a big difference going to princess. And like you mentioned, that Royal was much tougher than princess was from my experience. Um, late, they treat their, their crew with kid gloves. I mean, I, I, coming over from Royal to princess, I was like, are you kidding me? You know, just get rid of them or just, you know, whatever this person's doing this or that. And we're trying to, oh, poor person and this and that. And we give them another chance. And, and I was just like, I was shocked at some of the that's stuff. What, that, that's how princess does. Yeah. Princess treats people. They're, they're a lot easier on the crew than Royal was when I was there. Again, I don't know how Royal's evolved, but it sounds like Royal hasn't changed all that much from when from when we were there. I, I mean, you know, again, I had a great time with Royal. I remember somebody from management when we were trying to change something. I don't remember what it was, whether it was increased pay or something that make our lives a little bit more easier. And they were basically like, if you don't like it, there's the gangway. There's a thousand people waiting to take your job. So yeah, so it's basically take it or leave it. It wasn't, a tr at least the atmosphere back then wasn't trying to make our lives any easier or how do we make life for the crew better? It was back then, it was, you don't like it, then leave. Do you have any other favorite favorite stories? Good, bad, ugly, miss the ship stories? Uh, miss the ship stories. I do have same one that I worked with with Nina. And yes, I would say like Royal, my opinion of it is very like corporate America. Like there's rules, you stick to them. If you don't, yeah, there's the gangway. Princess, it's like, mm, okay, well, every situation's different. As I far like as it. getting missing a ship though, nothing too crazy. I was a shopping guide and that Diamond Store. Diamonds International? Inter yeah, you would think I would know. I worked there. Diamonds <laughs> International. In Nassau. I was in Nassau. Oh. They're telling me five more minutes, five more minutes. We're going to get it sized. It'll be sized. It'll be done. Okay. Well, my ship's leaving in five minutes. So I need to go. Well, just give us five minutes. It was five minutes turns into 10 minutes, 10 minutes turns into 15 minutes. Said, I've got to go. I'm sorry. I've got to leave it here. They're like, no, no, no. Just wait. Just wait. You'll be fine. They're going to wait for you. So I believed them. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay, okay. It's fine. As soon as I get it, 20, 30 minutes, I, I guess it was like 30, 45 minutes late at this point. Some were running to the gangway. Everything is tied up. Like everything is cleared, except there was like still the gangway kind of open. My manager, I forget what his position was called at the time. He was waiting at the end of the gangway for me. Even after I had called him, like I called, texted, what's up to him? I was too distracted on trying to get this piece of jewelry. So I almost missed it. And then I did get a write up on the same ship then too. But, you know, to be fair, I was doing my job. I was not out partying. I was on the ship. I was uh, on that. But um, I would say one of my favorite and like final stories I will share finding out about coronavirus because that was a very surreal time. And when you're on board and you're not reading the news and you're not paying attention, everything seems fake. And that's what I would call it, like fake news. My one retail manager, because at that point on Princess, I was working for like FE Seven Seas Media. We were in Australia and my manager was like, we're in Australia. Coronavirus isn't going to get us. It's everywhere in the world but right here so we're good we're doing news like we're doing new zealand we're doing fiji we're good we're safe on board the ruby princess like yeah we're safe on board the ruby princess uh the final cruise it was mid-march 2019 we were going to new zealand we had done two stops a bunch of the other ships have already 
quote, like we're already closed, done, not operating. And we were told the way I found out that the ships were no longer operating was Captain Circle, Captain Circle on Princess. Captain so Circle I shared host. a desk with Captain yeah. Circle host. She's was a super cute Canadian girl. We Our cabins were pretty close to each other. Deck four. She calls me and says, come to my cabin right now at three in the morning. Why? I was like, okay, fine. I'll be there. She pulls up a YouTube video. This is when we had medallion class. So the internet was free. You know, you pay like $45 to get super fast internet. She plays this video of Jan Shield telling on Jan Schwartz. Sorry, I'm thinking of a realtor in my area. (laughs) I'm not giving up free promotions, Jan Schwartz. Of Jan Schwartz uh, doing the promotion, basically saying we've decided to suspend services for two months. That is how we found out that we were no longer going to be operating is because of a YouTube video that was released a few hours before that in the United States. And we were in Australian time. So there was no warning any way, shape or form other than her finding this video. We're like in her cabin crying because we were really happy with our positions. We were happy with the itinerary. I had just got extended to do the uh, crossing into Alaska. So to be told that way was very shocking. And I had originally, I was supposed to leave that ship at the end of that route anyway, but my manager called the beginning of the cruise to see if I could extend. So I had already had like the paperwork in to leave and go back to the state. Luckily, I was still able to get off then March 19th. If I wouldn't have, I don't know what I would have done, but I got off. You did get off. Wow, you're lucky because they went into a hard lockdown and everybody was stuck. Where where'd you get off? This is in Sydney, Uh, isn't it? We yeah, we turned around two stops into New Zealand. We turned back. We had like three, I think it was four sea days in a row. And I was able to get off, thank God, because I was so jealous that they were having like their crew party, their sail away. I'm like, man, I really would have loved to stay. I'm so bummed. I've never been on a ship with no guests. But then the mm-hmm. next day they went into hard lockdown. And I remember leaving the Effie store before I was supposed to get off the ship, leaving the Effie store saying goodbye to everybody. And across the hall in the Salty Dog like cafe lounge, there was a bunch of families and a bunch of people wearing like full on like the mask suits. Nobody on board had been wearing any masks or any form of like a suit or shield or any PPE at all until I saw them in the across the hallway. So I thought, okay, I wonder if these people have coronavirus. Nobody had mentioned anything to us. And then the whole news article did come out. Pretty sure those people must have been the ones that had coronavirus that were like being special escorted off the ship. Now, when you see this for the first time, you know, after hearing all this stuff, is it terrifying at all to see people in hazmat garb and face mask and stuff like that going from bright, shine, sunny, you know, no mask, having a great time to that's, that's like a, a, a picture like that would be a like a, a horror movie, you know, walking off the ship and then seeing all of that as everything breaks down and, and gets locked down. Yeah, it didn't really feel real at the time. What I think really freaked me out, it reminded me of like a very scary action movie was driving through Sydney on a Saturday with no stores open when a week before it was hustling and bustling and we were driving to Sydney airport with not one person walking the street. That's when I was like, well, this is kind of creepy and weird. The the interesting thing about Ruby in Australia is Ruby Prince just got a lot of bad press in Australia because they were blamed for bringing COVID into Australia and either not letting passengers off. I remember it was like a really big to do that they made it seem like Princess just let all these passengers off the ship into Australia with COVID. And it was, they got beat up in the press. Only later did the health and services of Australia fess up that they were the ones that let everybody off. As you know, as we know, you have to clear the ship. Like nobody gets off the ship until they clear the ship. And so the Australian government of health and security or whatever 
was the one that allowed everybody off the ship that told the ship, yes, it's okay to, you know, it's okay to get these people off. What was the first ship that, that was diamond Okay. in, in Japan? That was the one where it all started, where it was like, I mean, hundreds and hundreds, if not yeah. thousands of passengers were, you know, were taken off to the hospital. They were, there's, there's actual documentary about that experience. Is that the first cruise ship that had the the, the Corona where, where the, the whole breakdown with the cruise line? Because my, my wife's friend, uh, her coworkers, uh, a guy and a wife was on that ship. They would post on Facebook every once in a while and they didn't let anybody out and they got an no. hour. It was like they were in jail. Like they, they had to stay yeah. in their cabins. You had and they to stay in their That's correct. An hour they were, on a rotation, an hour yeah. a day or something. Right. So the ship was docked in the, the, the Jap, you know, obviously they couldn't go anywhere. So they were stuck in Japan and then they, all the passengers were stuck in their cabins. They couldn't leave their cabins. They, they got food delivered to them. Um, you know, they would slide kind of just slide it under a door, you know, yeah. almost open the door, slide it and leave. And then the Japanese uh, ministry of health would come on and start testing people. And they kept testing people and people, and then as the people tested positive, they were taking them off the ship. And it was looks like something out of a movie. You, if you saw those scenes and you remember how like people were like all just completely suited up, it was like watching the movie Outbreak mm -hmm. or one of those type of movies. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. And if you watch a documentary, it's actually really interesting because they're interviewing, I think it's just people with their cameras and they, and they were just filming what was happening as it was going. And obviously they had no knowledge because it was hard to get information. They would just tell people. And of yeah. course, people with balconies would see ambulances pull up and then take passengers off. You know, and then again, they had some some guests where like the husband tested positive and the wife didn't or vice versa. And they would only take one of them off, not both of them. Yeah. Um, so it's it just crazy, that was crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They were on there for, I think, four weeks uh, aside from their uh, vacation. Well, yeah. I, so just so we don't get off track. So, Valerie, uh, we're at the end of our show. So um, do you have any more favorite stories, a short story or anything? Any craziness? No, I think that's some of the some of the yeah, good ones. Say what? We, we want unsafe <laughs> we, want the, we want the dirt okay to be honest i think i have like early onset dementia because i really don't know most of my past at all like either one year from now or four years from now i couldn't can't go into details i have to rely on my friends like nina bringing that story up i'm like i think she might be talking about me mm. <laughs> i think she is yeah yeah okay. i've got a question for you are you thinking about going back that's a good question no yeah. well that was exciting well uh valerie thanks for being on we really enjoyed your stories now, if you have any uh, any of your besties uh, from uh, any cruise line, uh, you know, tell them to come on here, and we want to hear more stories. Thanks so Thanks. much. It was good yeah. talking nice to you. Thank you, Valerie. Take care. Thanks for being Thank on. You. Thank you. Ciao. Okay. Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio, and if you would like to see this podcast in video, please visit our YouTube channel my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!